Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to our new edition of It's Everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. We are, of course, the Sunday weekly edition of the Michelle Meow Show, and I cannot believe that I'm actually working on Christmas Day. This is Christmas Day, y'all. Isn't there a login session? We'd be like on, is it double time? Am am I getting double time? Um, It's Christmas Day, and um, it's as cold as I think it's ever been in the Bay Area on Christmas Day, which is kind of kind of weird but I, I feel like it should be snowing I don't know it's it's San, did Santa come down your chimney this morning I you know I don't know he roasted his chestnuts I'm sure on the way down <laughs> down down the chimney so you know but happy happy holidays to you out there and like I said Merry Christmas and there's so much in celebrating when you say happy holidays it covers so much that's going on well you know we'll have Kwanzaa starting um, as well, um, and of course, Hanukkah. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but um, it, it, there, and that's like one. That's one that I don't that I know the least about, it, and I don't know. And I used to want to be Jewish. I did. I ever since Sammy Davis Jr. converted to be a Jewish uh, of the Jewish faith. I wanted to be Jewish because, you know, he was such a talented young man. And me growing up as old as I am, that was kind of one person that I like looked up to as an entertainer, you know, singer, dancer, actor. He did it all. Sammy Davis Jr. did it all. And when he became Jewish, I thought, oh, I need to convert. Apparently that's what I need to do. Um, But I didn't do my homework and study it now. So I need to do that. But there's only one person I know that I should go to to ask about that, and 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 I did that, and this is what this is what I got from my inquiry about uh, Hanukkah. Call it Dreidel, it's Hanukkah. 
Donny Rosenbaum tell me how to keep kosher. Looking up in the Torah. Oh my God, it's a hot flash. A hot flash. Can a her, can a her, that you don't stop. You can't stop. You wanna be a real good Jew. So you get in your car and you drive real far. But you don't mind. It's no problem. No inconvenience. Don't worry about me. What is my suffering? So you drive all night till you see a light. Then you pull over, get out of your car. Now you're in a Jewish deli. What do you know? Look who's here. It's Dolores, Esther, both Fridas, and a Rosa too. But you don't talk. You gotta take a number now. Then when you got your number, you gotta stand in line. Wait in line with other people squeezed face to face. Push cheek to cheek. Babe to mom, man to man. Morris, cover your nose when you sneeze. They call your number finally. Liverwurst, caring, a lot of locks. Don't worry, we're gonna eat it all. Kosher, be pure. If I married a rich man, you're gonna make it the Vey, is that Paul? You're so tall. Going to college in the fall. That's nice, dear. Mazel's off. And that's the response I got when I asked about Hanukkah. Now, of course, if you didn't recognize that voice, the expert who gave us the, the, the lesson there was none other than the wonderful and the legendary Sherry Vine. Sherry, are you with me this wonderful day? I am. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Happy Hanukkah. I love your asking about Hanukkah and what you got in response was an middle-aged off <laughs> well, uh, how are you? It's been, it's been a hot minute. Well, actually, it's been, it hasn't been that long because we, we touched base earlier in the year when you um, um, uh, started your new um, YouTube channel, Gay SBTV World, which um, yes. the, what we just played, which was Rapture, of course, in the background, the music, and your, um, your explanation, you know, uh, your lesson to the world about how Hanukkah began and what it means and all that good stuff. And this is a part of something that you just started yesterday, the 24th, um, Christmas Eve, for us or for right. some others. And um, in the eight days of Hanukkah, you started a eight-day series called Oi to the World. Oi to the World. On your channel. Um, and it, I think this is kind of kind of cool. Um, and you're going to have eight days you know. of, you're going to have eight days of, of, of Hanukkah on the YouTube. Well, Hanukkah is eight days, and we have one <clears throat> sorry, we have one brand new music video parody for each night of Hanukkah, so eight total. Mm -hmm. And all eight are by eight different directors, so there's like many different styles and looks and guest stars and doodly do. And uh, yeah, we have one. For each night of Hanukkah, starting last night. Christmas yes, and, and, and so today is a, is a new one um, that will be going. And, and you, I, I, I love some. I, first, before we talk about what's on today, I'm gonna because mm -hmm. uh, you do some. There's four. There's well, Rapture. I love that because who doesn't like Blondie, right? So I love what you did. Well, it's funny, you know. I first wrote and performed that song like literally 20 years ago at Boy Bar. And I've been doing it every year at Hanukkah, and I've never made a video. And finally, we're like, "Why?" What? Video? And we were, and we were just going to do the one, and it kept growing and growing and turning into this project. But um, yeah, I it, this is the one that's clean and family friendly, <laughs> <laughs> and it just 
tells the real story of Hanukkah to break it down for people, and it's, that's why it's the first one. And and each and each, like you said, it's a, a music video, but there is a a certain amount of uh, where you set it up. You set up the music through, you know, some dialogue with some characters, and it's just not, you know, it's just not, oh, here's a video. You know, we can go to your, you know, regularly to find out. This is actually kind of, you know, in the spirit of what I always say, you, you in the spirit of Carol Barnett, you kind of set this up in a oh, little well, bit. Thank you, God, please. There's no one in the whole world I'd rather be compared to, so thank oh, you. Oh, well, no, you you. Uh, you are. You're my Carol Burnett, honey, because, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, enough said about that, right? But, um... But this is what I got when I when I watched the rap when I watched it I was like this is going to be a hilarious week I'm just going to enjoy this <laughs> Oh and, I hope so and I, it, I do hope so and, and and why did you kind of think about doing I mean I know you kind of explained that these are some of these are songs that you had been doing and you just had never done videos to them but but well, I mean what know, I what made you think about for- I was looking for a different angle. I mean, to me, it seems like there's so there's a wealth of material and content of drag queens doing Christmas stuff. Mm-hmm. And especially right now, certainly all the girls from RuPaul's Drag Race all have a Christmas video. And there's tons of Christmas shows. And I was like, where's the Jewish representation? Mm-hmm. And so that is what kind of motivated me and inspired me to do Hanukkah stuff instead of Christmas stuff. And... Um, and it just kind of grew and grew into this bigger, we're like, hey, if we're going to do a video about Hanukkah, let's do one for each night. Let's do eight. And then it's like, let's do eight different directors. Yeah. And it just kind of kept growing and growing. Wow. And I know for you, because you say that you are, you're half Jewish, right? I am, yeah. My mm-hmm. father is Jewish. My last name is actually Levy, which is very uh, common in Israel. It's very common in the legal firms, too. (laughs) (laughs) Levy, Levy, and Levy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. And my mom is actually Southern Baptist. And so I did really grow up with half, uh, you know, my dad's side of family. They're very liberal, reformed Jews. They're not Orthodox, but they, you know, they do all the holidays and observe. They're observant Jews. My mom's side of the family is very, like, Jesus. And so <laughs> everyone got along fine. There was no drama, but it was just, I really got to experience both worlds. I was not brought up with any religion, so it was kind of nice to be able to have a choice. Yeah. And um, in one of the videos we do, I do a parody of Cher's Half-Breed, which um, <laughs> kind of tells that whole story. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get that one. I really can't even even think. That's so, on the last day. So was this kind of a little bit of a learning process for you as well? A little bit because, you know, I didn't, I did not, like I said, I wasn't really raised with any religion personally. And so I didn't know a lot. I knew enough. Certainly I've done the holidays with family members and stuff. <clears throat> Sorry, but I... For instance, I wrote a parody of the song Royals by mm-hmm. Lord called Moyle. A lot of people don't know what that is. The Moyle is the Jewish person who does the circumcision. Mm-hmm. It's called a bris. So I really kind of had to research that to write the song and make it authentic and funny. Um, yeah, I don't know any Latin Jews. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Let me tell you, it's funny you should mention that. The guy... For the Moyle video, the Royal Parody video, we, uh, I did it with my friend Richard Cortez, 
who is this sexy guitar player. He's like totally naked, and it's just the two. It's very unplugged and untucked, we call it. And he's actually, his father's Peruvian, but his mother's Jewish, American Jewish, and so he's Perjuvian. And, um, <laughs> and we did talk about it, like, oh, you're one of the few Latin Jews that I know. Yeah. I, 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 there should be a book about that. You know, and we talk about one of the jokes about Christmas music is I know, you know, Christmas carols, like, like, you know, Jews don't sing Christmas carols. They just write them, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just write, they just so write them, true. you know, so it's kind of like funny how the, you know, that kind of all comes to play in the, in, in the oh entertainment God, world so of, of everything. That is so funny. Uh, yes, I'm hoping that people get a kick out. Of it because whether you're, I think it's people that are Jewish might be like, oh, yay, someone's actually doing something about Hanukkah. And I think people that don't know anything about Hanukkah, or whatever, would still, they can watch this first one and be like, oh, okay, now I get it. And then when they watch the other ones, they'll be kind of keyed in. And um, some of them are filthy, dirty. Some of them are just totally family friendly. So there's a little bit of everything. Filthy, dirty, yeah, that would be a Sherry Vine parody video. Um, <laughs> right, right. Well, I know you, you've enlisted some of your, your, your good friends and in, in most of these, um, videos. And one of them, of course, being, uh, Jackie Beat, who was just here in San Francisco with her holiday show, um, on the 20th at Oasis, yeah. a place that you've performed at as well. And um, wow. and I know that they were you worked on one that you guys called Jew Christmas and I is that playing today? That is totally for Christmas that comes out today and Jackie totally wrote that on her own like I had nothing to do with that I had just called her and I said hey I know you know I'm doing this I told her about the whole thing that I'm doing I thought I would be really funny to have one of them be. Um, this song that I knew Jackie did in her Christmas show called Jew Christmas, the parody of Elvis's Blue Christmas. And she's like, oh, my God, totally. And I was in L.A. doing something else with her, and we just took one day and shot that video. And Was it at uh, her I house? In it. Her new house? It was, No, it was at her old house. Uh -oh. It was the last thing we did at her old house. Oh, what a, what a send-off from the neighborhood, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah the two of us in the front yard all day in full drag it's like hi oh my god uh, well let let i'm gonna take a quick break if you don't mind and then when we come back i want to talk about some of the other songs that you use in the parodies that are going to be really awesome. hilarious okay we'll be right back with sherry vine thank you I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? <laughs> Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. 
Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.alegrecare.com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Well, welcome back, everybody. Again, happy holidays to you all. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa coming um, up, up for y'all. And um, I, I'm speaking with Sherry Vine, who has just launched her Ole to the World series on her um, YouTube channel, Gay SVTV World. Eight days of music and merriment is what uh, you're throwing out there, Sherry, on this. And that's definitely <laughs> what you're giving them, isn't it? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, definitely trying. <laughs> so we, we started with Rapture um, uh, last night. Um, with um, uh, We kind of kicked off the show with, with that one. And then today we're, we're going to have a Jew Christmas. It's going to be there with mm-hmm. co starring the one and only Jackie B. And then you've got a series of other parodies that you do it. And I know one of them that you do is a parody to um, the, the wonderful hit song Happy, and you call it Jappy. Yes, that was, uh, but I know that <clears throat> some people, it's, everyone's very politically sensitive now with terminology, and Jappy refers to Jewish American princess, mm-hmm. and um, um, it was, that was inspired by, I don't know if, it, if people remember, but Gilda Radner in the old days on Saturday Night Live did mm-hmm. this, like, commercial parody called Jewess Jeans, and so I was like, oh, that needs to be the look, and it's hilarious <laughs> and actually the other three queens in it are all jewish two of them were actually raised orthodox oh um ms cracker lady synagogue and alexis Michelle. wait 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 did you say lady synagogue that's her <laughs> name she's a brand new queen actually very young and was totally raised orthodox wow yeah as was ms cracker and then Alexis Michelle is also Jewish, so it's like four Jewish drag queens and the video, and it's really funny. Oh, um, I love that name, though. Uh, Lady Synagogue, I really like that name. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> right? That's, that's that, good. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and then you said you did the, a thing about Mo- the Moyle, and what, what's that one set to? Moyle is set to the song Royals by... Oh, that's Lord. right. Loyals I'm by... be Royals. Right. And oh. with... That one's all live. It's not pre-recorded or anything. It's uh, just me and Richard on the guitar. Trust me, it's worth watching literally just for him. I think the song is funny, but uh, he's gorgeous. Well, you always have, you always have, you, you know, the cream of the crop guys whenever you... 
you do these? I've been lucky. I try. You know, I ask people, and I'm always like, they're not going to want to do this. And they're always like, yes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, he has a really big following on Instagram. Oh, I'm so glad you finished just... that sentence. He has a really big, and then you said following. <laughs> Since we were talking about more. <laughs> well, he has big, trust me. I was like, he is completely, literally, for real, butt naked on, in my apartment playing the guitar. I was like, you don't have to really be naked. He's like, yeah, I probably should. I'm like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> method acting, method acting. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, it's really fun. It's a different one. All the other ones are kind of a lot of production value. And this is just the two of us sitting cross-legged on the sofa, playing the guitar and singing. Very unplugged, untucked. And... Um, <laughs> He's gorgeous. Oh, my God. I can't and wait. And there's to... a filthy, dirty. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we did a parody of Britney Spears' Toxic called, um, can we? Can you we can say whatever you want to. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, it's called Cock Stinks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about men who are uncircumcised. Uh, and it's uh, the dirt. it might be the dirtiest one I've ever written. And we shot that actually in Berlin. Oh, wow. You own this graphic design company, and they, it looks, it's definitely the most expensive looking video I have ever, ever done. It looks really expensive and sleek. Oh, ooh. Well, this is going to be really fun. The video to the $10,000 video, even though it didn't cost that because mom ain't got them kind of coins, but. It looks like it did. Well, well, it, you know, doing this kind of like a series with a theme, you, you know, being the holiday, the Hanukkah, and you using this theme, are you thinking about, you know, maybe doing that even more so with um, uh, some other projects in the, in, in the near future? Well, of course I'd like to. I mean, I love creating things, and I just, I mean, and I guess anyone can tell that because I'm always throwing shit up there on YouTube, but I just love... I'm always need to be working on a project. This was huge. I mean, it sounds like eight videos is a lot. And mm-hmm. when I really started breaking it down, you know, you got to write them, you got to record them, you got to shoot, organize the videos and shoot them and everything. It was like, oh my God, we've been working on this since August and it's a lot. And so, but I'm really, really excited. So hopefully if people respond well to it, then yeah, I'd like to do, some more big things like this. Um, and I remember the last time we spoke and we were talking about, you know, your your commitment to um, the channel Gay SBTV World on YouTube with your partner, um, your your creative Josh. partner, Josh Rosen. Hi, is it Rosenweig or Rosenweig? Rosenweig? Rosenzweig. Oh, okay. Neither of what I said. Um, but... <laughs> 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 That's okay, honey. It's a big name. You know, a big name. A lot for me to say. But um, and and you did t- say that you know you both gave um, you know a year. You were going to give this a, a commitment of about a year and mm-hmm. a, and see how things go. And and we're we're approaching that. Believe it or not, in, in a couple of yeah Valentine's Day. Isn't that weird? February. Can you believe it's, that, girl? It's been almost Girl. a year. That's what's yeah. so so crazy to me. It's like I don't know where time goes. I'm going. I'm gonna be six. I'm gonna be six feet under sooner than. Ra- you know, you are not. I okay, you girl. Anyway, <laughs> you know, you've done a lot. I know uh, part of your thing was to try and do something new every day, to put up new content every day, which is a lot. That's a lot of work. And we did a video almost every single day from Valentine's Day through Thanksgiving. 
Thanksgiving, and oh, we put it on pause just because we wanted then all the focus to be on this Hanukkah event. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot, and you know, and it's all of an experiment. Uh, we've never done anything about like that before, and it's far as I know, no one else really has either on YouTube anyway. And, you know, we're running it like a network for, and got zero, I mean, I'm talking zero dollars from anywhere else. So it's all been coming out of our pocket and other people who are working for free. And I kind of marvel at the commitment of so many people to make it happen. So starting in 2017, we are definitely continuing. We thought about it. We talked about it. We really are into it. We're just going to restructure things a little bit. Instead of doing something every single day, we're going to run like two or three different series, like maybe eight episodes, and then do a different round of different series, and then come back to the other ones, you know, kind of mix it up. Yeah. There will definitely always be new content constantly going up. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, cause I, and, I'm gl- and I'm glad to hear that because I know it was a huge undertaking both financially and time-wise, you know. But um, mm-hmm. and, and, and to say that we're approaching that one-year mark, I, I did want to check in just to see where you were, not not to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. And then the, the it, fact that you got to squeeze in, you know, your other stuff, like you know, touring the world with your shows. Which, you know, w- do you have anything coming up? You know, within the first part of the quarter of, of next of two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, I've got quite a bit. I'm so I'm really, really uh, excited because sometimes the winter can be very slow mm-hmm. in the drag world. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to be in LA for the middle week of January doing the Golden Girls again with Jackie. Yeah. Uh, that's always a big hit. And you play who? And then I'm Blanche. Oh, I'm just oh, I just want to check in <laughs> with your ba- <laughs> Southern Baptist upbringing. Okay, honey, <laughs> honey, that's blood. I was like, that's typecast. <laughs> I just call upon my mamas and just play her. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then we go to Jackie and I are both booked on the uh, Atlantis Gay Cruise in the Caribbean, like the week, the last week of January. So that will be really fun. Oh, I think I have some friends going on that. I just um, went to see um, Passengers um, the other day, and mm-hmm. um, uh, they were mentioning that they were going to be on that cruise. So that'll be good. I'll let, I don't know if they know oh, that yeah. you're going to be there, but Please I'll make tell sure. Them to, yeah, tell I them will. To come check me out. Yeah, I will do that. I will definitely send that message. But I really want to thank you for you know giving us the opportunity to speak with you about this this series that you're doing oi to the world and um, um that it is on your channel again that's gay stv svtv world on youtube and you can just even if you just put sherry vine tv in the search column it'll come up yeah or yeah. just miss sherry vine it's youtube miss sherry vine they'll find it yeah it, it, it'll pop up it, it you know i know the name is a a little long but you, you won't have any problem finding it. you just put sherry vine honey everybody no. knows youtube know who you is hello but big blonde slut <laughs> Um, but it is a, it definitely, I think, it's a series that people are going to enjoy and watch. I know I, you know, last night was a good one, and I can't wait to, you know, uh, get on watching today's uh, Jew Christmas that um, co-stars Jackie beat today, and I'll look forward to the rest of them as the as the week goes on. But thank you so oh, much, Sherry. You, I really thank appreciate you, it so much. And I appreciate it. And I wish you a very happy, healthy holiday in 2017. Okay. Thank you so much, Sherry. And we'll be right back after these messages.
The Commonwealth Club is a unique organization that brings together people from a variety of backgrounds to explore important issues as a community. Sooner or later, everyone worth hearing comes to our stage. From Marta Gomez to Richard Chamberlain, from James Hormel to Kate Kendall, leading thinkers, activists, politicians, and artists have come to the Commonwealth Club of California. Ted Olson and David Boyes came here to discuss their winning legal strategy for same-sex marriage. Jason Collins talked about gay athletes. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence discussed activism and good works. Actor and director Rob Reiner explained how he got Hollywood behind same-sex marriage. Barney Frank described what it's like to be gay at the highest levels of Washington. From healthcare reform to transgender rights, from immigration to gay-owned businesses, it's all at the Commonwealth Club. And that's still just a portion of the 450 programs we present every single year, with new programming nearly every single day. Be a part of the conversation. Learn more at commonwealthclub.org, download our free app in iTunes, and join us in person the next time you're in San Francisco. The Commonwealth Club of California puts you face-to-face -face with today's thought leaders. Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again for the second half of our show. It's everything with me, your hostess, B.B. Sweetbriar. Again, we are the Sunday weekly edition of the Michelle Meow Show here on Progressive Voices on TuneIn. And um, we had a great first half with my special guest, Sherry Vine, out of New York, and introducing her eight days of Hanukkah celebration on her channel gay svtv world on youtube and started last night there on christmas eve and i think you guys need to tune in it's if you don't know a, a lot about hanukkah this is a good way to learn it in a fun and wonderful way sherry vine is the best parody artist out there so uh definitely tune in on that and, you know, now we're going to move on to something a little differently, um, but also a celebration nonetheless, because um, our next guest was just recently um, uh, elected a California State Senate senator, and um, it's just a pleasure to have him here. And I have Senator Scott Weiner. So I can call you Senator, like, Senator, can you answer this question for me? It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, uh, we were talking kind of off off the uh, air a little bit about, you know, you've had a whirlwind of a year here in 2016, not only because so much has been going on in the city here in San Francisco and you being on the you then being on the board of supervisors, um, having so much work to do. Uh, and then you were running a very hard fought you know race for the senate and i just i just have to congratulate you on getting through <laughs> that with some sense of sanity yeah thank you thank you yeah it was um it was a a, a rough but a amazing experience and you know I, I will just say first of all being on the board of supervisors was uh just an amazing honor especially uh having the honor of temporarily occupying harvey milk's uh old mm -hmm. supervisor seat and representing uh our community and you know, coming into office in 2011 when the city had 10% unemployment and we uh, had a massive budget deficit, it was a different time. 
uh, and then s going and helping s steward the city through this six years where now we have, what, 3% unemployment and uh, but huge housing problems and uh, evictions and displacement and crowding and just trying to chart a good course for the city. So it's been an amazing run and I'm very, very excited uh, about being able to now represent our community uh, in Sacramento because a lot of the issues we face around health and housing and transportation, education, these are really statewide issues and uh, I look forward to working to help make them better. Yeah, and that's a, you know, it's a good point that you bring because I always thought that you know, San Francisco has, is a barometer for so much, not only in the state but in this country about um, you know, the progressive directions that um, other governments seem to be following. You know what I mean? We, we, we seem to set the tone for that, and, it, and it, 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 it seems like some exciting time is ahead of us, um, both in kind of not knowing what to expect with our new federal administration coming in, as well as you know, just seeing that we seem to have more progression going on in our own state with people such as yourself. Um, being in office, and you were just, um, you had your inauguration, so to speak, I guess that's what they call it, um, on December 5th, and so you, you're now in recess until January, and, you know, you you went there for, how many other freshmen are there um, that were outside of yourself for the Senate? Um, I, there were n nine new mm -hmm. senators. The Senate has, there are 40 senators. Right. Uh, nine, nine of us are, are new. Um, um, it's about 25%. That's, that's. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's definitely some great returning senators and some new uh, leadership, and uh, I think we're going to be able to do good things, uh, and it, we really need to now. It's a it's a difficult time with uh, the Trump administration coming in to power next month, where they've uh, promised to to deport millions of immigrants, to put Muslims on a registry, to throw millions of people off of health care. Uh, they just, it, like, it's like this wrecking ball that they're trying to take to so many parts of our country and so many communities. And in California, where Hillary Clinton won by millions of votes, by, by the biggest landslide in, in many decades, uh, and where we legalized cannabis and came close to repealing the death penalty and, and have progressive leadership at all levels of the state, um, we have a responsibility uh, to be that progressive counterbalance mm -hmm. to Donald Trump, to when he's trying to retract health care, we need to expand health care. When he's trying to uh, attack immigrants, we need to support uh, and, and, and partner with our immigrant uh, communities. When he's trying to uh, you know, stop women from being able to control their own bodies and their own health decisions, we need to make sure we're giving women in all communities all the tools that they need uh, to succeed. And so uh, we have our work cut out for us. Well, and, you, and you're bringing out all of these things which actually spell out um, us concentrating on protecting the things that we already have versus trying to uh, be progressive in uh, acquiring some of the rights that we don't have. Uh, do you think that where a lot of our efforts in at least the beginning of this new administration are going to be placed on like, okay, we need to just make sure the stuff that we have, we're going to maintain that, that we're going to kind of have to uh, stop the progress a little bit and concentrate on maintaining well, I think it's both. We have to, we unfortunately are going to have to play defense against uh, an administration that if, by looking at who they're appointing, uh, you know, people with histories of racism and of, uh, of 
of you know mistreating the environment and workers just horrible we're going to have a lot of defense to play and we're already uh, doing that we have bills pending in the legislature now to make sure that immigrants have access to counsel if they're facing deportation for example um, but we also have to keep on offense mm -hmm. and we can't just play defense so if you look at what california has been able to do in recent years um, uh, to raise the statewide minimum wage uh, to $15 an hour, to expand uh, paid uh, parental leave, to have some of the most aggressive approaches to climate change uh, in the country. Uh, we, we've really been able to do a lot and help lead the way for the rest of the country, and we have to continue to do that. Uh, particularly around climate change, if you look at what this administration can do, there are some things that it'll do that are reversible and fixable after. Climate change, uh, it, it, not so much. Mm -hmm. uh, if they really do what they say they're going to do over a four or, God forbid, eight-year period and withdraw us from all of these international agreements and, and keep saying that climate change it really is a hoax, is a hoax uh, and, you know, they could do irreversible damage. Uh, and so we in California need to be aggressive in our approaches to address climate change and try to work with other states and other countries and enter into different compacts, which we can do, uh, to try to work around the federal government to make sure that we are saving the planet. Mm -hmm. Wow. You being, again, serving here in, in a municipal uh, government here in the city and now moving into a state legislature uh, and um, legislating for a larger constituency of people, um, how's that transition been for you over the last month, basically, you know, in, in, in a thought process more than probably a doing process, but how's that been for you? Uh, it's been, uh, it is definitely a, um, you know, it's a, it's a learning curve as you represent more and more people, uh, uh, but it's, it's a real honor. So uh, when I, you know, representing District 8 on the Board of Supervisors, the Castro, Noe Valley, parts of the Mission, Twin Peaks, Diamond Heights, um, it is a, um, it's a diverse place politically, but it's not necessarily the most uh, diverse district ethnically. Mm -hmm. We have a large LGBT community. Um, we don't have uh, huge communities of color in mm -hmm. the district. Uh, and so, uh, but I always try to represent the whole city, uh, even though you're elected from a district. But, re but now officially representing the entire city uh, and also part of San Mateo County, uh, it's an unbelievably diverse uh, district, really beautiful in the diversity. Our, um, you know, our Chinese American community, our Filipino American community, our uh, Latino and African American communities, a huge LGBT uh, community. Um, you know, it, it is uh, just a wonderful, beautiful place. And, you know, it's really for me to be effective, you know, and I have a responsibility to understand the state as a whole. So I am getting to know, uh, you know, representatives from the Central Valley and, mm -hmm. you know, where agriculture is so important uh, and and looking at all the tensions we have around water use and uh, and labor and and trying to make sure I understand what the needs are in various parts of this unbelievably diverse and beautiful state yeah there's so many things that you have introduced here in the city um, uh, that are now a part of you know how we govern the city um, that aren't a part of the state and um, what I want to do is get an opportunity to kind of see uh, what things that you have brought to San Francisco as a supervisor that you think would fit well as a part of how we re how we live in California as a whole. But before we do that, I do want to take a quick break because um, 
Michelle uh, needs to help keep the station running. <laughs> and we need to do that. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Senator Scott Weiner. We'll be right back. I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? <laughs> Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side as a unified team of the best fertility specialists guided by the highest ethical standards Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. This is a true story about two best friends who fell in love and moved across the country to the city by the bay. After many years of dating, Jen and Jacqueline are now planning their dream wedding. It's a big moment in everyone's life when you say I do, especially when you can make choices for your authentic life and your loved ones too. Congratulations, Jen and Jacqueline. Live your authentic life. A special message brought to you by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale. G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot -E com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back. Thank you guys so much for staying with us. I know you guys um, are, you know, interested in hearing more from our newly elected state senator of California, Scott Weiner, as we kind of talk about um, uh, the transition between, you know, being in city government and going into state government. And, uh, Scott, we were, before we went to break, we were talking about, you know, how instrumental you were on in the progress of San Francisco and in, in bringing uh, before uh, the city legislation that has made some significant changes. But what, you know, if anything that you've done here that you think would also benefit the state uh, as a whole, what, what things do you think you can work on or take fr from San Francisco and bring to California? Sure, and that, that's a great question. And actually, uh, over the nearly two years or year and a half that I was running for State Senate, the, one of the most common questions I got was, why do you want to go up there? You mm -hmm. know, because uh, there's so much great work that we are doing and have to do here. And the state government does not get the same level of press coverage as local government. Mm -hmm. So people don't always know. And uh, But the, what I would respond, which is true, is that, and I learned this over six years in local government, so much of what we 
do locally, our success is dependent on support or lack of support from the state. So for example, in San Francisco, uh, I was a, a real fighter for public transportation and better investment and um, expansion of public transportation because you know our region, the Bay Area is going to grow by 2 million people in the next 25 years and we can't have another 800,000 million cars on the roads. We have to have more and better mm-hmm. public transit. Uh, and so I you know, fought here in San Francisco to stop raiding transit funds and to actually get more money into mm-hmm. it. And we had some real success. Uh, the state has a huge role to play. The state does not do enough for uh, transit. We t- tend to spend a lot of money on freeways and widening freeways right. and, and, and roads, which I support. We have to take care of our roads. But the state has to do more for public transportation. So we're going to be, um, we hope, passing a transportation funding package first half of next year. Uh, and I am pushing very hard to increase what's going to be invested in transit uh, so that we can uh, have better BART and Muni and Caltrain, et cetera. Um, the state historically has not played much of a role at all in housing. And we have mm-hmm. a, a massive housing crisis, not just in San Francisco and the Bay Area, but in various parts of the state. And the state needs to do more both to support affordable housing and provide those resources to local communities. Uh, but also to try to eliminate some of the real barriers that we have to creating more housing in California. There are, uh, we've grown so much and there's not enough housing and, mm-hmm. and the state can play a role. Um, I did a lot of work locally on water recycling. Um, we have an antiquated 19th century water system in California and it's a structural water shortage. The drought is just a, um, a way of saying we don't have enough water and that's not really gonna change. We have to modernize the water system. So I want to take our water recycling work statewide and dramatically increase the amount of water recycling in our state. Uh, I had uh, done some work. I did legislation in San Francisco to expand paid parental leave yes. so that new parents can spend time with their adopted or, um, or newborn um, uh, child uh, and have that bonding time to have a healthier family. Uh, and I, I think we have a lot of work to do at the state level to expand not just paid parental leave, but paid family leave in general so people can help with their families. Yeah. Uh, so those are a few uh, pieces of work that we did locally that I'd like to take statewide. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> it's hard up there. It is uh, as complicated as San Francisco is. It's really um, not that complicated here. We're all very progressive or we're different shades of progressive. But, you know, the, you can do very aggressive uh, pieces of legislation and have it passed unanimously at the board. And we're more fighting about the way you get there, not what the goal is. In Sacramento, it's, it's you know, not only do you have Republicans, but among the Democrats. You know, a Democrat from Bakersfield is very different from a Democrat exactly. from San Francisco. And so well, and particularly when you're talking about representation of the LGBTQ community, because in many of those other areas that, you know, Bakersfield and other places may not have, uh, a high visible, uh, um, you know, uh, level of presence uh, of our community there. And um, so th- they may not be in tune as much. And, and, and you have been, again, getting to that, you know, you've worked on so much with the health needs of our community, um, I- including trans, the trans community here and have been very instrumental in you know, making PrEP available, um, uh, transition surgeries for our trans community. What, what in that area do you think the state, you can benefit for the state coming on board with some of those programs? Yeah, we, um, we can do a lot. And I will say that uh, in this seat, you know, rep- the two, if you look at who's held the seat 
before it was I'm, I'm following mm -hmm. uh, Mark Leno, who is right. one of the greatest LGBT champions in, in the history of our country, frankly. Mm -hmm. And then Carol Migdon, yeah. who is also just a great fighter for our community uh, and, and, and others. And, and so it is especially, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the dynamics in this race where we had two strong candidates running uh, was are we going to continue to have any LGBT representation coming out of San Francisco in the state legislature? And there were members of the legislature who said to me, I can't imagine what it would mean not to have an LGBT person out of San Francisco in this body. Uh, because when you are coming from this community, you have the latitude to do a lot of things. And so uh, we uh, have, I want to bring the getting to zero um, uh, strategy mm -hmm. statewide where we're trying to end new HIV infections and expand access to uh, PrEP and other prevention tools, make sure that people are getting tested regularly and quickly onto meds if they test positive to try to uh, reduce infections. Um, I, we have a lot of work to do to make sure that trans people in all parts of the state have access to full health care, including yes. full transition services. And we have a growing problem of with our LGBT seniors who have very unique needs and that are not being met, especially in long-term care facilities, uh, and a growing problem with um, homeless LGBT youth and the need for more housing uh, for these youth. And, and it's not just in San Francisco, it's all over the state. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about, you know, housing and homelessness being uh, a, a result of um, uh, not enough housing and not enough low-income housing. And we do know that at least a minimum of 30% of usually those identify as LGBTQ. And um, it, it just seems like invaluable not to have, I mean, to have someone such as yourself uh, to kind of be there from the front. And that's the thing is like, I, I, I don't know how other people feel, but I know I feel like it's really hard. It'd be hard for me to see someone, I mean, it's hard for me sometimes to see people fighting for other civil rights and liberties that aren't a part of the, I don't know, the, the end result of feeling the lack of rights, you know, like having someone do civil rights fighting for the black community and them not have experienced firsthand that. Uh, I know you have to have everybody from everywhere to be a part of movement forward, but um, you know, it's great to have someone such as you who, you know, identify as being a part of the LGBTQ community fighting for those things for us statewide. And, and who knows, nationwide, right? Who knows? Who, who knows about all of that? Um, so what are you planning on doing while, while we have this holiday period uh, coming up for you? I mean, I know you're entering it. You have the new session coming up in a few weeks. Um, but do you have some time for yourself coming up? I will, and it's been, uh, you, you know, the way the legislature works is you get sworn in uh, 27 days after the election, mm -hmm. and so you have very little time. So we had this crazy election that just, like, took every ounce of energy uh, and essence that I had, it felt like, and, and then uh, you have to just turn around and immediately start hiring people and putting together two offices and uh, figuring out what bills you're going to introduce, and uh, it's really, uh, it's a lot. So I, I had uh, a few days here and there off after the election, but I'm going to, during the holidays, definitely try to shut down and um, I'll be here for Christmas and then I'm going to go down to uh, Puerto Vallarta for 
uh, for for New some Year's. sun, for some sun, some, some, some nice fun. sun. So, yes, yeah. well, you you deserve it all. And again, you know, good job. I, like you said, it was a, it was a tough fight, and um, but I think sometimes you know it was not only just locally here your race, but you know the national race was was very tough and. Um, and I know that uh, California was strong behind, you know, Hillary Clinton. And, and, and with that being said, you're going into the, you know, what have what is the mood like right now um, amongst your your fellow senators, you know, as you embark on this this coming year? I mean, since, you know, it is a little bit different than what we had hoped uh, nationally. Yeah, the, the mood uh, in Sacramento among the Democratic caucus is uh, is one of. Um, we're invigorated to fight, to fight to move forward and to fight to stop bad things from happening. Everyone is very much. We have <clears throat> wonderful uh, Senate leadership under the leadership of uh, Senator Kevin DeLeon from Los Angeles, uh, who has been a real leader um, around uh, climate, uh, around immigration, around va parks, various issues. And so we, the, both the leadership and the rank and file, I think we're really um, united in, in wanting to uh, to fight and not take it sitting down. And I'll give an example. Yeah, uh, this week, uh, this past week, I uh, announced with one of my colleagues, um, Senator Mike McGuire from the North Bay, that we're introducing legislation to uh, require uh, presidential candidates to disclose five years worth of taxes mm -hmm. in order to be eligible to appear on the California ballot. Uh, and of course, Donald Trump, we have no idea right. what all of his financial dealings are. It's outrageous that he didn't disclose them. Uh, and so uh, we, before we introduced it, I, I went and checked with the leadership. I wanted to make sure, you know, that uh, it wasn't they weren't going to have any kind of issue, and they were enthusiastically behind us. So I think there's a lot of unity uh, about um, uh, being aggressive here in uh, in California. Though you you brought up a thing uh, earlier in our discussion about um, you know there's more uh, media visibility in city government versus state government. And it seems to me like now is the time when we really do need to hear more from our state leaders um, and you know, to kind of feel a little bit more comfortable because there is so much. I mean, you know, you're out there on the streets and you, you, I'm sure you get bombarded all the time, you know, questions about I don't know what to expect. I don't know what you're doing to protect me. I don't, I don't know all these things. Um, do, do you have any plan to, uh, and I don't mean to solicit media attention or to approach the media, but to, to at least make sure that your constituency is, is well aware about what are we doing uh, about this uncertainty uh, before us. Uh, absolutely. It's really important. And, and, you know, I think it's by human nature. The, the local stuff is in some ways more compelling. It, it's very uh, personal and local. It's in your neighborhood. It's in your community. And so the, there's a lot of attention to it. Um, whereas, uh, and this is not just true in California, throughout the country, it's the state. The state Oh, you know, funds public education. The state mm -hmm. controls who gets to access health care. The state controls the foster care system. The state controls the water system, the power system. The state has so much control. Um, and, and what has really happened, unfortunately, is not only is it um, so it's further away so people pay attention less, but with the sort of the challenges that the press has had, every newspaper used to have one or more correspondents in Sacramento. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they don't anymore. anymore so right. the Chronicle still covers the Sacramento, but they don't they don't have the same infrastructure in Sacramento that they used to have, and that's happening across the country. So we are, uh, I have a um, wonderful communications director who is also with me at the Board of Supervisors. We are very um, 
proactive about making, we want people to know what we're doing. Right. Uh, we want to be able to get feedback from people. So both through social media and traditional media, um, we're definitely going to try to stay very connected to uh, the community. Yeah, and I think that's very, very important. And and, and I definitely will say I appreciate that because I, I, I got to know where to put my finger on uh -huh. the pulse. I got to keep my finger on the pulse there. Well, thank you so much, Senator Scott Weiner, for being with me today. Right. Thank you. I, I, Happy I, holidays. Same here. And um, we look forward to your time in Sacramento. Thank okay. You. And um, let us know what we can do here to help everybody. If you need to spread the word on something, give us a jingle. We'll help get it out there. Um, and I think that brings us to a close of our show. Do we have time to play our little goodbye holiday song? Okay, great. I want to thank all of you guys and wish you um, a wonderful Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Happy Kwanzaa, all of all of it, all that stuff, uh, all up in one. And uh, we're going to close today with um, one song that I just happened to fall upon with one, my wonderful uh, friend, Miss Peppa Mache, and she did a a a, a new version of. Winter Wonderland. And so here we are closing the show today with that. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Season. Love knows no climb. Romance can blossom any old time. Here in the open, we're walking and hoping together. Pretend